0: So today's daf is, um, we are up to Dalid in Sukkah. Yesterday we learned Gimel, so we're up to Dalit in Sukkah. We're at the bottom of Gimel Amud Bet. We are the last two lines of the, uh, of the Amud there. And basically the way that Rashi explains the, the Gemara that's coming up is he says, Peskei Shemuot Hen. She explains that what we're about to see, and it makes sense with the structure and the flow of the Gemara that's going to come, is these were just different teachings that were, um, you know, c- conclusions that were established among the Bnei Yeshiva among the students who were studying the Beit Midrash of Ravashi, and then he basically in the organized them and presented them here in order. As we're going to see, it's like a flow of a, a of different teachings and different points uh, <clears throat> about Sukkah that uh, you know without much of a direct connection to, you know, normally we're familiar with uh, going back to the Mishnah, taking one, one part of the Mishnah a, after another. Here it's really going to just be in order, different halachot. So it says, That uh, if the sukkah is taller than 20 yamot, let's say the person wants to make it smaller. In other words, he knows that the height is too tall. It's 20 amot. So one thing you can do if you want to make the height lower is you raise the, the, the floor. And that's to raise the floor, so it's, so you might think, okay, so we'll put pillows down on the floor, put pillows and blankets on the floor, and that will add a, a foot of um, height, and then we'll say that the sukkah is not twenty amotai mm because we're starting from a higher point, so we, it'll be better. So it says, that doesn't count as a diminishing of the floor. Why? Because even though you say, I'm being mevatel, I'm nullifying these pillows, these pillows are going to be part of the floor, it says, Mishum dato, it's says, We say that this person's intention that they claim that these pillows are now part of the floor. Even if he's crazy and he really thinks that a normal person, they don't do that. They put pillows on the ground and say, "I'm making this part of the ground." It's not normal to do that, and therefore his his uh, claim is nullified, and it doesn't work. However, teven bitlo, if you take straw and put it on the ground, okay, that's more convincing. So havei miut, as a person says, "I'm going to put this straw on the ground then I'm making a floor." of my sukkah, and now it's going to raise the floor of the sukkah, so now before it was 20 amotol, and now it'll only be 19 amotol, or nineteen point nine point nine, or whatever, just to diminish the amount, that will work, okay? The Definitely, if you put dirt on the ground, obviously, because dirt, you know, uh, is what goes on the ground, so if you, if you add dirt to the ground, then you say, I'm leaving this dirt here, and I'm going to make it, I'm going to add to the floor, so that it's a raised floor, that'll be okay, you're uh, assuming that the entire Sukkot, whatever... Well, we'll see. We'll are, see okay. about that. Don't don't guess about that yet because we're going to talk about that. So let's let's leave that question open how much you have to do. But now it says, Let's say you have straw that you don't have any plans to remove, but you didn't explicitly say, I am putting this straw here for the next seven days or for the next whatever, ten days to make it part of the ground. You didn't say that, but you left the straw and you don't have any intent of moving it. Or, Or you put dirt on the ground then you didn't say anything now remember dirt is used for many things you can use dirt for planting you can use dirt for all kinds of different things so the fact that you put it on the floor here without saying anything in other words if you put dirt or straw on the ground then you said I'm making I am leaving this here for the next week to be the floor of the sukkah Fine, we believe you. That's fine. But if you just put it there and you didn't say what your future plans are, you just put it there. You didn't make any statement. Is that good enough? So it says there, it's machloket. Rabbi Yosef There we say it's a not It says in the Mishnah, If you fill a house with straw or pebbles, and then and you and you nullified it, Mivutal. Bit low in low bit low low. The Chachamim say that if you put something like straw or tsurot, which would be similar to afar. In other words, it's like a dirt or pebbles or or, or uh, you know gravel, basically. And you fill a house with that. So um, if the person declares that they're leaving it there, then it is considered to make the height of the house less. If they don't declare it, then we, we consider that just an object that you left in the house and maybe you're going to remove it. Now the relevance in this particular Mishnah here is not, it's not actually talking about the case of Sukkah, but what it's talking about is certain laws of Tum'ah. That Tum'ah, the rule is that if, a, if you have Tum'at mit under a roof, so the Tum'ah will not go past the roof. So if somebody's standing on the roof of the house, it doesn't affect them. It's not going to affect the person standing on the roof of the house. Only anybody under the roof of the house, they become Tameh. But if a... Uh, or, or if you, for instance, have... A um, you have a container and inside the container is a, a, a body or part of a body. So the Tum'ah will affect whatever in the container but it won't come out of the container. It stays within the container unless there's less of a, le, less than a tefach of spe, air space. We learned about this before. That's called Tum'ah Ritzutza. Tum'ah means that the Tum'ah is crushed in there. It doesn't have enough space to uh fill the you know it's sort of a it's a concept, it's not literal. We don't view the tum'a as a physical substance that it's you know fills an area, but the point is if there's no actual airspace in there of a tefach, then it's almost just like you wrapped the tum'ah in a covering, but you didn't really it's not really contained <clears throat> in a different area. So if it has less than, yeah, that's a way of thinking about it. So it's, so we'll go straight through. So if you had a house that had a body in it, but you filled up the house all the way to the roof, that there's less than a tefach between the, uh, you know, between this, that what you filled the floor with and the roof. So then what will end up happening is that whatever Tumah is in there will go straight through the roof because <clears throat> there's not a tefach there to contain it. So Rashi explains this. He says, if you don't have oil, halal tefach, Right? If you have, if you have, oil, halal tefach, you have a space of a tefach, so then the tumah will not penetrate, it will be stuck. But if you don't have that, so then the, uh, then the tumah will be, um, will, uh, will go straight through. And that's what it says. It makes more sense, because if you have an entire dead body there, how could you fill the dirt all the way to the top? But it says, the point is that since you filled up the entire airspace of the house so that and there's nothing really between the uh, dirt that you filled it with and the roof, so there's no space for the tumat to be contained and it will go right through the roof. That's the idea of Tumah Now the reason for bringing this is not to get into the rules of Tumah because it could be a side point. The main point is that the only time that you can change what is considered the uh, status of the house would be if you declare I'm leaving this dirt here permanently or I'm leaving this Uh, I'm leaving this uh, straw here permanently. But if you just put it in there temporarily, I don't know. Maybe you're storing the dirt in there because you're going to take it to plant the garden. Maybe you're storing the 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 straw because you're going to feed your horse later. I don't know what you're doing with it. So it won't change the definition of the house. Just like if you if you go into a house and you pile it with junk from the floor to the roof, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're changing the dimensions of the house and it's not a house anymore. That just means that you're you're keeping this. You're storing things that maybe you're going to move them. Right, so that that's the the concept. So if he says in so the first opinion is saying that when it comes to straw or gravel or anything like that, only if you declare that you're leaving it there permanently, does it does it change? Right? stop. Um, right. So the so the thing is, uh, so if you leave. Uh, straw there, and you have no intention of moving it, so it becomes like leaving dirt there, and it becomes batel. So according to Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says the intention, the declared intention, okay, is not as critical. The Chachamim are saying the declared intention is critical. If you put straw or you put gravel in the house, or in the sukkah, let's say, going back to our case, you put gravel or straw in the, in the sukkah, it only makes a change in the dimensions of the structure if it if you plan for it to be there. So you have to say, I'm leaving this here, and therefore I'm raising the, the floor, right? But if you just put it in there, we don't know why you put it in there, it doesn't mean anything. Rabbi Yoss says, no, if you put uh, straw on the ground and you don't say anything, you don't have any intent of moving it, so that means by default, it's just like putting dirt on the ground and raising the floor, and the same. And it says symbol, Even if you put dirt and you have, uh, it, it, you know, and you don't say anything, we assume it's going to be staying there. The but if you put uh, if you put dirt and you have the intent of moving it out later, so then we say it doesn't become fused with the floor, and it would just be like putting temporarily putting straw on the ground. So the difference between. Uh, Rabbi Yossi and the Chachamim is that the Chachamim say that in order for this material to really be considered to raise the floor, the, l- the height of the floor, we would need for you to explicitly say, I'm leaving this here permanently. According to Rabbi Yossi, if you put it in seven there... Seven day, seven days, for right? the seven days, yeah. For at least the seven days, right. Rabbi Yossi would say that if you put straw there and you don't say anything, or you put dirt there and you don't say anything, so then... It would be, in other words, you don't have any intent of removing it. So then, you uh, for the for the foreseeable future, for the next week, so then it will become part of the floor. That's what so it says. What? Meaning you have to make you have to be clear explicit about it. You make a statement. I'm putting this here to make it part of the floor. So you're designating it. You make a designation. You don't have to say it to a person. It means you have to explicitly. Say. It can't just be stumped that it happened and now. But the person went and explicitly said that. So if he puts it according to Chachamim, he has to make a declaration when he does it. According to Rabbi no. If he puts uh, if he put straw there and he doesn't have any plan to remove it. So then, uh, then it will be. It will not become. It will become part of the floor automatically. But even with dirt, if he has plans to remove it, then uh, it would be like putting. He says uh, it would be like the same case as putting stam tevin velobatel, meaning he's, that he's putting tevin there with uh, stam. Because if you put, in other words, if you put it there and you say I'm leaving this here for the in, in your mind, it doesn't mean you have to say it according to Rabbi Yossi, But you said it's going to be there for the foreseeable future then you, uh, there's a difference between a person saying, I have no plans of removing it, thinking they, have no, they, they, they don't have any plans of removing it, and somebody who has, who, who has no idea at all. Meaning the person's leaving it there, and as far as they know, they're not going to be removing it. They didn't come and say, I officially am leaving this here, but they had no plans of removing it specifically, right? Versus a person with Stam that they don't have any thought either way. So, that's, so the, if you look at the Rashi here, he says, Upalig benateven benatzorot. So he says, so basically he says, the t- the, tana Rashi makes it more explicit. The bitul, that the person who puts it down has to say, I'm leaving the straw here, I don't want it anymore. I'm leaving his dirt here, I don't want it anymore. V'amalei rabiyosi, batel meelav. If it's known that he's never planning on moving it, he doesn't have to say anything, just leave it there. Lo yu, mi and with dirt, the stam, even if he doesn't, even if there's no, even if it's not known that he's not that he has no plans of removing it, we assume that it's going to stay there unless he says, I'm planning to remove it. So the difference between straw and gravel dirt, according to Rabbi would be that with straw, it has to be known that it's being left there for you know indefinitely. With dirt, we assume it's being left there indefinitely unless he says why, why, otherwise, why, okay? To make all this, so every, every aspect of the sukkah has to be declared there. No, th- the wall me. also maybe I remove it one day. Maybe I don't remove it. No, don't no, because that's part of the structure. In other words, if I but the floor is also part. Let it, but but I could dump a pile of stuff on the floor, and you don't know if I mean to add to the floor or I just dump that there, and later I'm going to come so get it and use it. it less than twenty, it's automatically. Compared. So if I dump a bunch of junk on the floor of my house and the entire floor is laid with junk, I'll say that the height of the walls is shorter now, and now if the inspector comes, he's going to pass the... It's going to pass inspection. If it's too tall, no, it's because he will situation. say it not. Uh-huh. The, the point is that something that is meant to be part of the floor will that changes the status of the room. But something that's not meant to be part of the floor is just junk on the floor. I might have dropped that dirt there because later on I'm going to go plant something and I just, it was the most convenient place to put it. But I don't mean for it to change the, the, the height of my, suka, my house or my sukkah. That's what it's saying. So according to the Chachamim, if you want to change the height by doing an unconventional thing like raising the floor, you have to say, I'm leaving this here. Officially, I'm leaving this here. I'm adding to the structure. I'm not just randomly leaving an item here. Right? According to Rebiyosi, it depends. If it's straw, right, then he then it has to be known that he's not planning on removing it. He doesn't have to necessarily say, I officially leave it here, but it has to be known that he doesn't have any plans of removing it. And when it comes to dirt, the assumption is... That, uh, that if you put dirt on the ground, you're raising the floor unless he says, I'm planning on taking it out, in which case, uh, in which case it wouldn't add to the floor. So the, the, according to Rabbi Yossi, we can infer, we can, we can sort of try to determine from looking at the situation more than what we, we have to rely on the statement of the person. Okay, That's the difference between them. But either way, this is a machloket regarding adding to the floor of the sukkah. Now we have another case. It says, If you have, the sukkah is more than 20 emoth, then instead of adding to the floor, what you have is that the schach it actually uh, hangs down. So if you look at, if you were to draw an imaginary line at the 19.9, uh, level um, uh, um, uh, level it would have Schach there because the Schach is hanging down into the into the airspace so in that case he says if there's so much hanging down that if you actually didn't have what was above the 20 amot you would have a sufficient Schach that there's enough shade that it would be so then it would be good so the point is that even though there is Schach over 20 amot we don't care about that if within the 20 amot meaning hanging down is enough that it could if it existed on its own it would be good right we We don't care that it's attached to schach that's too high, as long as it's hanging down, right? Now let's say the other way. Let's say if it's too short, you have a ten tefach uh, sukkah and the schach is hanging down. So now that's worse because it's kind of... Wait, when, when, we, when we said before that, you know, we wanted we wanted the benefit, no benefit, we said, oh, for benefit, oh. But now what about this way? So Abaye said, if there's only a little bit hanging down, it's okay. Why? Because the same logic. In other words, when we said before that it was a 20 Amahai Sukkah, if the sukkah that's hanging down is enough that it would be a good sukkah on its own, so we can say that it's not really a 20 amasuka; it's less, because the, we would just look at the schach that's hanging below. But if it's a 10 tefach suka, very short, and you have some schach, so then what we want is that there's not so much hanging down, right? Because if there's not so much hanging down, we'll say that that doesn't really count. That's what Abba says, but amalei Rafa, no! Ha, dirasubuchahi! That is like an unpleasant kind of a home. The Nobody's going to, to begin with, you're talking about such a small sukkah, the 30-inch tall sukkah, and you're also going to have pieces hanging down from the shach. Forget it about it. According to Rava, if there's anything hanging down into the airspace, even if it's only a little bit, it's not going to be good. So there's a difference between the 20 Yama where if enough is hanging down that it would count as a sukkah on its own, we could make it kasher, versus a small sukkah, the mini sukkah, if there's anything hanging down, it's going to disturb the person that's sitting there. To begin with, he's cramped into the small sukkah. Nobody's going to consider that a sukkah if there's things hanging down from the roof. And, and, and that's the, the and that's the Now, another case. Now this comes back to Mr. Delamani's question about how much has to be raised. How much of the roof that has to be raised? So now and you see he has little diagrams in the Gemara there to help us. So you have, what they did was they built a uh, platform. So in a, instead of putting dirt on the ground or straw on the ground, you build a platform to raise the to, to raise the uh, uh, the yes, floor, probably. right? Right. But look, it's only part. So in the first case, it's beemtzah. Beemtzah means it's going from the right. To, it goes across. The, the the significance of that is that all three walls are touched by this itztaba. All three walls are. Uh, are uh, in contact with it. So if you were to stand just on the platform, you have like a sukkah in its own right. You have a, It's like its own sukkah because you're standing on that platform and the platform is raised above the ground. It's yeah, not, right? There's less and there's three walls. So you have a, its own sukkah, right? So that should be good, right? If that uh, section itself, the raised section has the seven by seven that you need to make a sukkah, so you're good. Right? sad? what happens if you put the itstab on the side? So then But if you put it only along side so that it's only touching two of the walls, so now that, that uh, platform, the raised uh, floor, only appla- is only connected to two of the walls, and there's four amot from that wall in the diagram that's on the left, right? From the left side wall to the itztabah is, is is more than four amot. So that third wall has no connection at all to the part of the sukkah Dovun that is kasher. We, that, what about it? That's well, we're talking about it where it doesn't qualify as dovan But yeah, that's it's going to talk about it. Now, in the case of if you have more than four amot, you can't count that wall That's to the left as part of the wall, uh, as part of the sukkah. You can only count those two walls. Now, in the first case where the um, platform goes from left to right and it touches all three, so then even the section that's too tall can count towards the sukkah, because once you have Heksher sukkah, once you have a, a, a kosher sukkah, even if some hangs over, like for example, if you stand outside of a sukkah, and your and the schach hangs over, very, you know it hangs further extension, and the sukkah inside is kasher, and you stand outside under the shach, technically that's that's an extension of the sukkah. And uh, it because the schach was kasher inside, and even the part that's hanging over could be kasher according to many opinions. And so, so too, according to at least to Rashi here, and many opinions, since part of the since you have an amount dimensions of a, a sukkah kshira, inside the sukkah, so then even though next to the next to the uh, platform, it, you're you're more than twenty amot from the from the schach because it's not raised, you could stand in that part because once it becomes kasher over the platform then even the extension is also going to be Kashir. So okay to this if you if part of the sukkah is under roof then then you can You sit can't there. sit under the su- under part under so the roof because you're not really sitting in sukkah at all that part's so it's not considered sukkah dig this. No because here we're talking about where the part of the sukkah doesn't there's a difference between being under a roof and being under and being under the sky meaning if you're under the if you're under the sky meaning that the sukkah is kishir, but it's too tall or it doesn't have, there's a section where, let's say, for instance, the wall is broken. That's, that's an example. So, like, you could have three walls, but then at a certain point, the third wall, uh, you know, isn't there or, is, you know, is, and only the shach continues or two of the walls stop and the, and, and the shach continues. So, even though that, since the schach is part of a sukkah kshira, and there's nothing over the schach, because that would yeah, just make so, it unfit. That would make okay. it invalid. That would make the schach invalid, though. The sukkah, the, under the, the roof, the, the schach is not valid at all. The rest of right, but only if the schach is still valid. If oh. the schach becomes under a roof, it won't be good. Right? Only for walls it works. Is it different no, in the thickness of the No, it doesn't make it, it can be. You can I'm make thick schach. We're gonna to get, to to get to that. Wait, wait till we get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Let's focus just on one thing at a time because it will come to it. Poof. All these cases will come now. But the point is that if you have more than four amot from that third wall, the third wall can't count towards the sukkah at all, right? Now, ma'ika dofen akuma. So, you, what's the chidush? Share of dofen akuma. Dofen akuma means a bent wall. We've seen this concept before in many areas of halacha that if you have a wall that is less than four amot from a structure, we can imagine as if the wall is curved. And as if it touches the other section, that's called dofen akumat. It's used in in, in certain uh, uh, in terms roof, of mechitzot. If there of, is a roof, the sukkah is under the roof, and it's less than two amot. Of course, you cannot sit underneath, but it's not going to passel the sukkah. That's that's for a different rest. reason. That, that right? I mean, yeah, but because but, of the wall. Because that's because you can consider the wall to be moved, right? But let's let's not confuse our cases too much. Let's, with all these cases will be mentioned in the Gemara. So when you preempt the cases, then we get confused which case we're up to, right? So when you have, if you if there's space between the area that is kasher and the wall, we can up to dalid amot. We could still imagine as if the wall moved or bent in order to fit there, right? And we've seen that in other cases too. In hilchot Shabbat, we had we had in other cases where we used Dovanakuma for various purposes. Now, what happens if um? So that's not really a chidush that, because we already know. this is. A, let's say you have a case where the, the roof. Is broken open, and some people do this for the sukkah. In other words, they have a section of the roof of an actual structure that has that's normally has structure, and you open the uh, and you open the uh, skylight. Let's say you open a skylight and you put tzach on there. In other words, we know that let's say for example in this room we have we have uh, obviously four walls. Let's say we cut out a section right in the middle of this uh, ceiling here, right, and we have we have a and the section is of course the right dimensions of a sukkah and all that right so the problem is that the schach is in the middle of the room let's say we cut out the section in the center right not because we don't want to hit the lights here right it's so like it's in the section the wall. right it's not the wall. Is, it gonna, is it connected gonna to, the to the walls right so if it were dalid amot less than four amot from each of the four walls just two then we could just consider it as if those walls were under the were were right next to the schach and it would be good. If it's more than four amot, then you can't do that. Okay, so there are many people who do this have a, a setup like that that they have walls and a roof that are there all year so, round and then they can take out a middle section. It's not lavur it's called dofen <laughs> akuma. means that the walls are as if they transport within four amot. You can bend the wall, the imaginary bend the wall oh, so to be under the schach. Right. Now that, and totally in fact, you could like you see you could it. what. Only under the You're sky only supposed to sit, sit under the skylight because that's the where the schach is, right? But but no, the, the, no. all that dofen akuma does it doesn't make it doesn't make a solid roof into schach, right? It only makes that the walls are considered in the right position. Right. It only oh. connect. It can. It was, right. It it was right. In- so it. Right. It doesn't make. It makes it that you when you're sitting under the schach, even though the wall is over there, it's considered like it's closer to you. But it doesn't make it that if you sit over there under the solid roof, that you're sitting under schach. That they can't magically do that. The schach right? doesn't need to be extending for. Right. The point is, it doesn't have to go exactly as long the- as the square of schach is the right dimensions of a sukkah mm-hmm. by itself, right. and from every side there's less than four amot mm-hmm. from the schach to the wall, you could hypothetically have a regular room where you just cut out the center of this of the roof and you put schach on it and it would be good. In fact, that's, if, if you look, they have a picture of Moshe Feinstein. That's what he had in his apartment. Yeah. He, had a, he had a skylight and a small room. He had a skylight and, and a small room and... and, and um, and they put the schach on the skylight and the thing, and he would say, I don't know if that was the only sukkah he had, but for sleeping, he would sleep in that, he would sleep basically like in under schach like that. Mm. Because I, I saw a picture of him. Uh-huh. And he had a Columbia University sweatshirt on. <laughs> I think his son-in-law or something, he went to Columbia. Yeah. Anyway, I saw a picture of it. Right. Anyway. Um, asking, David is asking, only under the schach part. Just That's what we That's said. Yeah, you can't make can't this roof in into schach, in the right? It's the only thing the that it does is that it makes that the, the schach is, is considered related to the walls. It. it you have to be under schach, you can never be under wall yes, under a roof. You can, but the point is that the even though there's roof in between the schach and the walls, we can ignore that and act like the whole thing is that the the walls are bending towards the schach, right? That's all. Now, how, how far it should be the Maximum length between the... Only four amot, that's what you just said. Yeah, yeah so... The, so Yeah, so in any case, yeah, it's like six feet. It four it's six feet. Lavut is three or more? Lavut That's a different issue. That's a different issue. That has nothing to do with this. Because yeah, yeah, wood yeah. is when there's space. Yeah, yeah. Empty space. Right. So... um. Okay, so 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 what's the Hidush in this case? Seemingly, it should be the. Why do we have to mention the case of the itztabah here and talk about the space between the wall and the elevated platform? Should be obvious. So it says no maudete because over there it's a good wall of alachad In other words, this is a little bit different because you could have argued that even if from look at, if you look at the picture of this the platform even if that space were less than four, 4 amot you could say yeah but that wall is too high right because the whole problem is that the, the these walls are twen- more than 20 amot so that wall is not a good wall for a sukai anyway so you're you're making two leniencies cuz first of all you're going to say that if that space is less than 4 uh, 4 amot i'm going to move it so to speak it's like i'm relocating it Up against the platform. And not only that, but I'm also going to say that I'm shortening it because I'm adding the platform's height to that wall to say that it's shorter. So you're doing two things. You might think that doesn't work. So kamash malan, the chidush is that once you're moving the wall over next to the platform, you also get to benefit from the fact that the platform shortens the height of the wall, so to speak, and allows for the sukkah to be kasher. Yes, now, we learn that if the wall goes all the way to the end, even more than 20 a month, it would be acceptable because your eye looks at it going all
1: the way up. That's one opinion, but that's I one mean, opinion. I Not, I everyone
0: I opinion. Not everyone. I yeah, so haitag I voa so this is a store. this is more similar to what I was mentioning before. You put the, the platform in the middle. So there you have from all four sides. In other words, eat not only when it's only one side that the wall is separate from the schach that I mentioned before. Even if all four of them are separate, as long as it's less than four, amot it'll be good. If it's more than four, amot it's not good. So, We know that already. We already know the idea of dofen Why do you have to tell me again? Because you might have said, You might have thought that doing dofen four times, it's already too much. How unrealistic can you be? In other words, if there's three walls, if there's, you know, if there's two walls, and you're going to say the third wall, we're going to move it over, okay. But now you're going to put in the middle, the schach in the middle, and you're going to move all four walls. Maybe that's too much. So, kamash malan, that it works. Even four times, you can do it from all four directions. But say, okay, so if you put a platform right in the middle, that that's like similar to the case that I was mentioning before, where you have the skylights. So, right? So, even if you raise only that uh, center part, let's say the center part is too high, the whole place is too high so you, if you raise only a center part as long as there's not too much space from the walls you'll be okay that's the so it's, that's so it's just if you put that platform in the middle not connected to any wall right that's what it's talking about it's good. It's good. Right. just like the picture just like the case of the just like the case of the of, the, of the having a schach in the middle of the skylight same thing so now let's go the other way Forget about a case where it's too tall. What if it's too short? Less than 10 T'vachim. Mm-hmm. And you make it, right, now you're lowering the ground. Well, they're going to tell you why. Now they're lowering the ground. They're lowering the floor to make it more than 10 fahim, but only in the middle. Now it's a different rule. Okay, because before we said that if you raise the platform, you have in other words, if let's say, for instance, we have a good example here physically right here. Right. Let's imagine this is higher than 20 amots, Right. So this is our platform. And we have schach right over the platform. So we can bring all the walls in. Let's assume it's less than six feet on each side. We'll bring all the walls in and make a sukkah, <laughs> Right, yeah. So that, that's what I'm saying. It's a good example. Now, what if, you, what if it was the opposite? What if it was too short? Right? It's too short of a height, the, the uh, wall. So now what do you want to do? You want to dig into the ground to make it lower. So now it says six feet is too far now. It has to be within three tzachim of the walls if you're going to do that. If you're going to make the wall, the floor lower... Meaning if the walls are only nine tfachim tall, and you want to now lower the ground to add to the height instead of subtracting, and you dig into the ground, you can't dig into the ground in the center and bring the walls in. It won't work. You have to dig into the ground up to th- within three Okay, Meaning nine inches, you have to dig the entire to area. To Four amot is a lot <laughs> more than ten <laughs> uh, than three tevachim. Three Tvachim is nine why, inches. Why is that's right? different? Well, that's what different? That's what it's going to ask. So it, says, right? so, so it says, right? So it says, We say it's not convenient. But here, what? It'll tell you. So it has to be less than three tevachim. Why? So we turn to Amud beth. So why, why when it came to lowering the height, we said, right? When it came to making the... When it came to making the platform, we said that it could be within four amot, six feet from each side. And here we're saying, no, three dvachim, nine inches, basically, right? So the chidush is that when, when you're moving walls, okay, if you, if the, the wall itself is a good wall, it's just that you need to move it. It's too far, right? So we imagine that the wall is bent. But when you're talking about a wall that itself is only nine Tfachim, so when you're digging into the ground, you're making it a wall because you need the walls to be a ten tefakh wall. That's the whole point, that the height of the wall has to be ten that's right. that's, I, that's, I, So That's Lavud. So that's different. Almost. In other words, it's like Lavud. It is Lavud. Basically, that's what it is. Lavud is that we, we close any space of three Tfachim. Less than three Tfachim is considered one, it's considered connected. It's not considered a space close at enough. all. Right, it's yeah. close enough for government work, like my father says, you know, when you approximate, you know. It's like, that. that's the, the, if you have a space that's very small, we, we just consider it closed. So in the case of a, um, and it's used for Eruvin and all that all the time, small space, they say, okay, it's, it's, it doesn't make a difference, only three Now, in the, in the case of a, uh, so when you have very tall walls and you just need to bend them inward. So you have a wall there. You can't say there's no wall. There's a wall. It's a little bit too tall or whatever. So it's a little too far. We move it in. But when the wall itself is only nine tefachim, so it's not even counted as a wall. A mechitzav less than nine tefachim is not considered a mechitza at all. It has to be at least ten tefachim to be considered a wall. So you're digging in the ground is not just making a live an air space of ten tefachim. It's also a, it's also making the walls. It's creating the wall. So therefore, that space has to reach all the way within. Strike distance of the uh, of the wall, which is three tefachim, not four amot. So now that okay. you did that, and the wall became sufficient, then you but, go in the middle and make it, make a huge ditch. And right, exactly, right. You can deepen, amot. right. You can deepen much more the part in the center, as long as the part close, close to the, the close to the wall it has to be exactly. You can do that. Now, haytagvo ama ba'amud shugavot <laughs> asra Let's say you did a trick. Now, this would these are borrowing concepts from Hilchot Shabbat a lot of times. Like an Amud, we know that if you have a pillar that is ten fachim tall and it's four by four, you know, in in terms of its dimensions, it's it has a a space a four by four fachim, it's ten fachim tall. So we can consider we consider shutayachid, right? So he, so they're using a similar concept. They're saying, let's say you had a sukkah that was. Uh, that was 10 tf- that was 20 amud but you put an amud in the middle you put a pla- you put a kind of a platform in the middle which is 10 tfachim tol. so this is different than what we said before because before we had a platform that was raised right now we're talking about a, 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 and it was within, let's say, the four amot of the sides. This is not within four amot of the sides, okay? What you have is, you make a platform in the center. Let's say you have a very big uh, sukkah that's extremely tall. You make a platform in the center, basically, that is ten t'vachim tall, okay, itself. Now, why would that be significant? Right, like this table. Now, what would the significance be? The The question is, um, that the dimensions are the size of a sukkah. So, savar um, now, w- the thing is, good because we have a concept of good asik and good achit. Good asik means that if you have walls, or if you have a surface, we imagine the walls as extending upward. So let's say a person, for instance, is on a roof. Okay? And the roof is flush, totally flush with the walls of the house. It doesn't extend over. It's flush with the walls of the house. We could say that standing on that roof is a Roshut Yahid, because... The walls of the house, it's as if they extend upwards to whatever is within the boundaries of the walls. That's called gud asik. So he's saying in the same way, even though this platform is too far from the actual walls of the sukkah, I could say that this platform, the sides of the platform, since it has a height of ten tfachim, are like walls. And these walls can be imagined to be extending up to the schach. So it says, if I have four walls around me. In other words, I don't even need act to be close to actual walls. I just need that shach above me. I have a platform. I can imagine that the walls of the platforms, the sides of the platform, right, on all four sides, extend upward, just like we say good asik. In general, we have a concept good asik. So he says, re- Abhay thought that would be good, but amal Rava. It doesn't work because there's no mechitzah there. In other words, that's just a solid block. There's no walls. When you have walls of a structure, and you want to say that the walls of the structure are imagined as if they extend even further than they seem. But you have walls. Here we don't have walls. We just have a pillar. It doesn't. You don't really consider it walls. It's just a chunk of something. Ten tepachim tall. And at least seven by seven okay, dimension. It's the hechsher suka. It said. It said bechsher suka, ah, right? So the okay. point is, it doesn't really have clear mechitzot. He says there's no mechitzot nikarot. What does that mean? He says that that the um, that the reason why it doesn't work is because you don't have a distinct mechitzot that are going up. You just have a block of something, right? Just having a block of. Uh, uh, of wood or a block of stone, we don't call it a wall that we're gonna extend it upwards, right? And so that's why he says that, um, that, so he doesn't consider that to be a, a wall. It's just a, it's just a, it's just a platform. If you have a, a structure that, like a, a house that has walls and we call those walls, we know that they're walls and we say that it extends even past the roof, that's one thing. But here he's not, this doesn't have a wall. Even if this was a platform that had sides, we wouldn't call them walls. It's a platform. right? So therefore, you can't extend those upwards and it doesn't work. Now, uh, What if you just put four poles in the ground and you put z'chach over it? Very open air sukkah. Does that work? But you don't have walls. No walls, right? So um, uh, Rabbi Yaakov, Machshir. Rabbi Yaakov says, I don't care that there's no walls. It's good enough. <laughs> Chachamim, Posli. He's going to say, we'll see why. Now Amar Ravuna Machloket asfatagag that Ravuna says this only works on top of a roof. Okay, why does it why does it work on top of a roof? Because the roof has uh, has mechitzot on the house. The house has walls. I'm on top of the roof, so I can say that it's as if the walls of the house continue upwards, and so I'm putting these poles to hold the schach. I sit on the roof, and really I'm benefiting. I put the four poles on the four. Corners of the roof, and now I have a perfectly good uh, sukkah yes. according to Rabbi Yaakov The rabbis say no. So what's the reason? The Rabbi Yaakov i good asik He says the mechitza extends up. Where's good asik the rabbis say no? But if you're not on the edge of the of the roof, so how can you use the walls of the house? The walls of the house only extend upwards if you are act- if you actually are there. Meaning if you put the poles on the edge of the roof, you could say that you're using those walls of the house, that they extend upwards imaginarily, and they create the sukkah. But if you're in the middle of the roof, you can't do that. So even Rabbi Yaakov will say that that's not going to work. That's Rav Hunah's interpretation. However, Rav Nachman Amar, No, in the middle of the gag is the machloket. In other words, if you put these, uh, these poles on the edges of the house, everyone agrees it's good, according to Nachman. It's only a machloket in the middle of the, uh, of the, uh, uh, of the gag. Why? Because Rabbi Yaakov will say that since, as we're going to see, since the, um, poles that you're using extend a tefach in two directions, Okay? In other words, they're in the corners. They extend the tefach in each direction and a tefach in each direction. So you have a tefach, let's say on the eastern side, a tefach on, on each corner. Right and on the su- south side a tefach corner and on the west side a in each corner north side a tefach in each corner yeah, because roof of this no, no roof. it doesn't no, matter no, no, where you, where you put it according to this it doesn't matter where you put it Rabbi Yaakov will say it's enough to have symbolic corners and that's enough that's enough for walls according to Rabbi Yaakov this is a more <laughs> radical interpretation of what he's saying right that that uh, according is much much more radical. Right? So therefore he says, Rav Nachman saying that everybody agrees if you put it on the edge of a roof, it would be good. And in the middle of the gag is the machloket. Or is he saying that in both cases the machloket stands? And that's take what we don't know. In other words, Rav Nachman may have been saying that if you put it on the edges of the roof, everybody agrees it's good. The machloket is, if it's not on the edge of a roof, can you count those poles as kind of walls? Or was he saying, no, in both cases, the rabbis disagree. They don't allow you to extend the, uh, the house walls upwards And they also don't allow you to consider those poles to be walls. That is left as a take We don't know the answer. But now the Gemara is going to say, We go back to what we said before, that if you put the poles on the ground, and you put Shach on top of it, Rabbi Yaakov says it's okay. But It says, This case is explicitly saying, not on the house, right? It doesn't say that it's talking about on the house. It says you put it Ba'aretz. You put it in the ground. So obviously you're not talking about on top of a roof. And Re- Rabbi Yaakov is saying it's good even in the middle of your backyard to do that. He's not talking about on a roof. You're saying, you think he's talking about a roof. That obviously Rav is wrong because Rav thought that the only time Rabbi Yaakov would be so lenient as to say that you could imagine that this would be walls is if it's on the edge of a house roof. But it's saying no. It's saying even in the ground it works. So obviously it must be agreeing with Rav Hunah that the it's the poles that actually create the imaginary wall, not the not the roof uh, that you're on top of, but It also sounds like where is the machloket? the machloket is, meaning when you're not is using as a figure of speech, meaning to say it doesn't matter that you be on the end of the of the house uh, of the roof. But anywhere is good. Anywhere is the machloket, according to Rabbi Yaakov and the Chachamim, implying that what? That if you were actually on a roof and you did put the poles in the four corners of the roof, that it would be good according to everyone. Because where are they arguing? They're only arguing in a case where you don't have a roof. Not necessarily. Right? Okay, not necessarily, but that's what the Gemara is saying. So far, you got to oh, give it time. Patience, patience, guys. Okay, patience. Savlanut. They say in Hebrew. I'm going to start to tell, tell you, speak Hebrew to you, then get it ready. We <laughs> can just do okay? this. Rather. Yeah, you just do this. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, don't worry. Now we have. So, so that, right. It's going to. It's suggesting that it's saying from the fact that it specifies as on the ground. So the implication is that if it were actually on top of a roof, would we'll be good. Right, but the Gemara is going to say exactly what you said, of course. Right, lema. Doesn't that show you that for sure we're refuting Rav on that as well? No. Maybe they argue about both, like we suggested was possible before. Usually we like to emphasize the extreme leniency because leniency is more innovative. It's more uh, revolutionary that we mention that Rabbi Yaakov would allow it even If there's no roof, there's no house, it's just in the middle of your backyard, put four poles, even there. But it could be that the Chachamim, not only do they disagree with that, but they even disagree when you put it on a roof and you use the walls of the house and you imagine them extending. The rabbis might disagree with that too. But that wouldn't be as big of a chidush for Rabbi Yaakov. Because right. he could say, okay, that's only in that condition. But maybe if it's on the ground, it wouldn't be. So the fact that he mentions the ground is just to show you how far he goes. But not necessarily because they agree uh, in the case of the root. Tanur Rabbanan, Al Rabbi Yaakov, Omero, In kol... Now, this is a concept that basically we can that in certain situations we allow um, for Pase beraot, which is something that we learned about in the eruvin, that when they would make when there would, they would be travelers, they made a special heter for the travelers that were coming for Ali al-Regev that they would stay for Shabbat and they would have, um, they would have uh, uh, like wells of water. The well was a Rishut but they were camping out. It wasn't a Rishut So they would be allowed to to enclose using just corner pieces, right? We learned about it in Masechet HaYerovin. So, so, so he's saying the same thing with Sukkah. He's saying once we say that, so the same thing. If you put poles in the ground and if you were to divide, if you were to like carve out of these poles, you could carve a tefach this way and a tefach that way, right? Meaning that they're thick enough that if you cut them, you could have three inches facing in each corner, three inches facing in this corner, three inches facing in this corner, in this corner like a like a Dalid shape in each one of the corner. So then what you would have is, it, that would be enough, according to Rabbi, Rabbi Yaakov. He says that's good enough. It's called diomed, the corner pieces, right? Rabbi Yaakov Omer... Right, it's two, right. Right. Because the word do is two, in yeah, so it, it's like yeah, So he says, Rabbi Yaakov says because he says that these corner pieces are a Tefach, meaning as long as you have a corner, uh, you know, corner pieces that are a Tefach in each one of the corners. So that? that's actually actually on each side you'll have two Tefachim, because on each side you'll have the the curve of the uh, of uh, in that direction on either side, so, right? So you have. The height will always has to be a minimum ten tefachim. That doesn't change. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about walls, right? So they, so the, um, so the, he will say, you have to have at least two walls that are the full dimension, which we said is seven tefachim approximately or so, and then the third wall could be a, just a tefach. We're going to see more details about how exactly you have to do that but um, how you make that, that, that third one into a tevach what you have to do but that we'll see it. But the point is that according to Rabbi Yaakov he's very lenient since we see in the halachot of Eruvin that they had this special leniency that you could make these corner pieces and it would qualify as a, um, as a, as a wall. He, he allows that too. Okay? Now, we, I guess we, do we have time to go a little further or we have, we have to go? Do we have to minyan now? or do we have to go? Okay, so we'll pick up here tomorrow.